This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of franchising your business, buying into or revamping your franchise, stay tuned for tips on how to grow your brand and portfolio. Welcome to another episode of NetBank Franchise Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Schwen. Today we have Gerard Walder from Jack's Paint. Gerard, welcome so much. Hi, Charles. Lovely to be on your show. And before I start, I mean, like when, when I first... Um, when I first uh, heard of your name, uh, my, my natural instinct, because it's spelled G-E-R-H-A-R-D, my natural instinct is to pronounce it Gerald. So please tell the listeners why it's pronounced a little bit differently and the origin. Yeah, it's, it's actually Gerhard. A lot of people call me Gerhard. Um, and, uh, but the actual correct pronunciation is Gerhard. Um, I'm actually formerly from Austria. I was born in, in Austria. And... Um, we, uh, my parents immigrated to Australia when I was pretty young. This was in the 60s. And we immigrated from Australia to South Africa in 1970. And I've been here ever since. Wow. All right. So do you have any, you don't really have any memories of the, 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 of the other side? In Australia. Because you were too young. Mm. Yeah. In Austria, no, not really. Because I was very young. I mean, I was a couple of years old. But I definitely have some memories of Australia. Um, especially in Melbourne because I went to school there um, obviously you know one or two grades I went uh, I went to to school in a place called St Kilda um, and I have a couple of memories but not much um, all I remember a lot of, of of Australia was that it was extremely hot that I do remember so I believe that uh, your head office is in Joburg Bedford View if I'm not mistaken but you are situated in George that's correct, yes. Uh, we, 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 uh, I've been down here nearly for two years, but I commute every week up to Johannesburg. Okay, so and then I want to ask you, I believe that you joined uh, Jack's Paint Bank in 1987. So it's, it's well, over, well over 30 years. Yes. So when you joined the company, um, were, were you the, the, the managing director straight away? Or was it, did you have to climb the corporate ladder, so to speak? Yeah, look, uh, what basically happened is I, I was, um, just to go back a step, I mean, I was mm. uh, I was a qualified industrial radiographer by trade. So that's actually the job I went into when I left school. My brother was in the game and he taught me a lot of how to do the things when um, when I was still at school. He used to take me in the holidays and, and, and actually teach me the trade. So I, I got into that same sort of trade, but I don't know, it, it, it was a great trade to be in, um, but... Um, I was never happy, you know, it was never something that got me excited. I, I love people, I love interacting with people, and I wanted a different career path. And I then joined Dulux, uh, or AECR Paints at that time, as it was called, and I worked my way up there, and um, and then my 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 partner at the time, uh, uh, with Jack, well, the guy that owned Jack's, so there were actually two gentlemen, but uh, Martin... Um, Cohen was the the guy's name. He heard of me, and we had a we had a, a meeting together, and we just clicked. And uh, he was a former footballer. He was a, and so was I, and and we just had common ground. And uh, yeah, he asked me to come and join him, and uh, which I did. And um, in those days, we only had two stores, you know. And I'm talking thirty something years ago. Um, and uh, he asked me to join him. Then we opened the third store in in Germiston so there was a director in each in each store and we grew from there you know so yeah it was a it was a lovely relationship I mean Martin's now retired I bought him out at the end uh, sometime last year 
and uh, but he's like an older brother to me and uh, a very good friend and we still contact with each other literally on a weekly basis so um yeah and and that's how that's how i got into into jacks and then as we started franchising and we started growing the business you know we had to put the sort of corporate structure in place and you know and um and and then i grew into into the actual position of md wow so you mentioned something quite interesting you said that both of you guys were uh, uh, former footballers meaning like soccer Yes, correct. So did you guys play at the provincial level or did that just come up during the conversation? Did you think that was like the deal breaker that both um, of you guys enjoy football? Not really. I've sort of heard of him because funny enough, he's 10 years older than me. And uh, I used to go and watch him play sometimes because he, he, he was a very good footballer as well. I mean, Martin played for South Africa. He played in the first South African multiracial Springbok side. Um, wow. I think it was in the 70s um, when Joe Masona was playing and Ace and and I think a couple of the other guys, um, and we had a fantastic soccer side in those days, and he played for Highlands Park, um, and I used to play for Germiston Kellys uh, all, my way, all my way through the junior years, so we had such common ground, it was, when we met, it was unbelievable, because it was like we had known each other for 30, 50 years, you know, it, it was just, it was just, I don't know, it was really just, uh, we just clicked, you know, and, uh, and we, we're great friends to this day, you know, so, no, it was, um, and he was, he was, he landed up playing overseas. He played with the likes of Pele and um, George Best and those type of players. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, he was a very good footballer, you know. Not that many people can say they've they, they played, did you say Pele, as in the actual, the, the legend from Brazil, Pele? The legend from Brazil, yeah. Him and Martin wow. played against each other in America, yeah. What a story. And, I mean, you guys had a long, long running business relationship. Did you guys have any arguments? You know, this is going to sound a bit corny, um, but <laughs> in the entire time that we were in partnership, we had one argument. And the irony of this thing, it was right in the beginning. And if you asked him or me what it was about, I couldn't even tell you. It was something really, uh, uh, you small. know, something small. Um, but I don't know. We, I think we just irritated each other that day. And we, we you know, real adult, uh, we sort of ignored each other for half of the day. And at the end of the day, we said, listen, what are we doing here? You know, and uh, we sorted it out. And look, it's not that we didn't have differences of opinion, um, but never an argument in 35 years. And that's why... That's why for me, um, that's why we're still such good brothers today, you know, is, is that, um, you know, we have respect for each other and, uh, and we, we, really, we really enjoy each other. He always says, I'm the younger brother he never had and he's the older brother I never had, you know. So, um, so yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was a great relationship, a great business relationship, which I don't believe you get much these days, you know. It's, yeah. it's to come for those years and to have um, that type of, I don't know, connection, if you want to call it for a better word. Um, no, it was great. It was really a blessing. It does sound like a dream uh, partnership. And you said when you when you joined Martins, um, the, the, the company was sitting at around three stores. What was the original vision? Did, did you guys want to go to over 100 stores? Or what was the vision at that time? Well, you know, as I said, there, were, there, there was another partner, his name was Gerald, that was involved in the business. Um, and then Gerald emigrated to Australia and uh, Shami subsequently has passed away a couple of years back. But um, Gerald was older than Martin. So Martin was 10 years older than myself and, and Gerald was a couple of years older than that. So we had, we, we, we had, 
we had the three stores and each one each owner actually operated out of one of those stores so so we've got the experience and hands-on experience of what each store member goes through so it's not like we come from some 10-story building and we're trying to dictate to members how to run their businesses so we've all worked on the floor we've all uh, you know gone through all the challenges that the franchisees go through so so basically the 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 sort of franchising came by default because at that time a lot of people weren't wanting to travel far anymore you know they wanted to go to the nearest convenience stores you know little shopping centers started to open little strip malls and people were starting to buy more local and that's when we decided listen we're going to have to go to the people and um, what we actually did is we we had managers within our stores that we trusted and that were honest guys and that had the drive and had the knowledge etc and what we then did is we opened joint ventures with them and that's how we actually started the franchise so we actually had guys we knew and we opened stores with them and and we grew the business you know exponentially from there yeah you mentioned trust that's that's so important because a business is a relationship and if there's correct. no trust how are you supposed to go further you can't correct and and also i mean if you've worked with a person for for many years you you sort of all also know their good and their bad points you know so and you can work with that you know i always say to people the biggest thing that i look for for any franchisee or staff member for that matter is attitude because attitude is not something i can teach you you either got a good attitude or you've got a bad one and the thing is if you've got a good attitude you can work with that and you can actually uh, build on that and 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 really grow somebody you know and i think that's key to any business is you need a great attitude and you need passion as well mm. so when you say good attitude can you can you give us uh, from your point of view what the, what defines a good attitude it doesn't mean that they, they're willing to solve problems it doesn't mean that they're always smiling or they're optimistic what's your definition i think positivity is is key i think you need to be positive you know you can always have the guy that looks at the half empty glass or the half full glass and i think in i mean especially the times we're going through now you you got to have a positive spin i mean otherwise you know you, you, you where where do you go from there so so i believe it at someone that's got positiveness someone that has passion for what they're doing if you wake up in the morning and you saying yes oh, well, i don't really feel like going to work then you're in the wrong game when you get up in the morning you need to say i love what i do and i really want to go to work and i i'm enjoying what i'm doing and I, i can make a difference and i think that's key so for me attitude is about passion it's about making sure that that you enjoy what you're doing and and just to have, just to just to be positive you know in no matter what the circumstances look like there's always a solution to every problem always a solution to every problem and i think we just need yeah. to look for that so speaking about problems i mean if you had to besides what we're going through now what was uh, the would you say the the biggest challenges you 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 faced and what did you guys do besides like i said besides what we're going through with covid 19. i think the key is to you know is to make sure that that um that the stores are running correctly i think and and that the that the support structures are there for the for the stores you know i think when times are tough um the hardest thing for any franchise i'm not just talking about jacks or whatever is is for this is for the franchisee to understand that sometimes you've got to cut your cloth accordingly and that's the toughest thing for a lot of a lot of businesses in general guys have got a certain standard of living and what happens is when times get tough 
they still want to maintain that living and sometimes don't want to cut the cloth accordingly and right size their businesses accordingly and i think that's key and it's to to manage that i think uh in a lot of businesses that's where a lot of businesses fall down is when when they can't manage that properly you know Mm, mm. So that's, that's, that's very, very good. And I wanted to ask, I believe that uh, since the company has grown so much, so the, the SA, the Jack's Payne, has, you have your own training academy. We do, um, yes. How, how, how did that develop? I mean, when did that come about? Um, you know, as part of the franchise, we also part of FASA, which is uh, the Franchise Association of South Africa. We, we, we affiliated to them right from well, many, many, many years. In fact, one of our... One of our um, guys on the board chris russell he he is very um involved with fasa as well um and uh so it's really a, a, a we need to we need to understand that uh, with with what do they say knowledge okay brings forth success and you need to have a training center to actually grow your people so we we basically uh, have different um, different modules. So we have nine paint modules that the staff and the owners go through, as well as a financial training course, uh, as well as sales training as well, the WOW tra uh, sales training course. And it's so important to have a knowledge of all those things, because you can know everything you need to know about paint, but you also need to have an overview of finance. So sometimes you get a great entrepreneur that can sell us to Eskimos, but he doesn't really want to get involved on the financial side of things. He says, no, no, my auditor or my accountant will do that. You need to know uh, how to read a management account. You need to know the basics so that you can actually know where your business is going on a month-to-month -month basis. Mm. So how long has the training center been around, or the can maybe around for? Wow, well, it um, it's a good question. Many, many, many years. I think right from the beginning, we we, we, we sort of set up a, a training center. So um, uh, I talk under correction, but it must be in excess of 20 years. Wow, that is truly visionary, Ike, because uh, it's, it's basically building systems and processes. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's also, you know, to, to, to I'll give you a little, a little uh, um, incident that once happened and, and uh, we had a couple of, we also trained some contractors as well. So we have our own brand, which is the Panache brand, which we developed nearly 30 years ago, which is a value brand in, in the system, great quality, etc. And we, we invited contractors to come for a training session. And uh, we had a guy by the name of Tony Stella doing the, the actual um, courses, a very, very knowledgeable guy in the paint industry. I mean, he's, he's renowned in, in, in our industry. And I'll never forget the one guy, he was a contractor, been painting, contracting for about 30 odd years. And he said, look, you guys can't really teach me anything. I mean, I've been in this game many, many years. Anyway, cut a long story short, he went on this course. He came to me afterwards and he said to me, Giot, I have to be honest with you. And I said, what is that? And his name was John. Um, and he said, uh, I actually realized after this course how little I knew. And he said, it's actually scary. And so he's been contracting for 30 years. And, and he said, and a lot of the stuff I've been doing wrong. And, and it just shows you that we never too sort of old to learn, you know, and uh, we can learn from each other. And it doesn't matter who it is. And I think, you know, as the saying goes, knowledge is power. Mm. And, and then with regards to the content, is it developed uh, internally or do you have external people to come and do the training? 
we have internal as well so we have our own trainers on the paint side but some some of it like financial training courses etc then we get external guys that come in and and, and facilitate you know Aha. Uh-huh. All right. And then uh, regarding your, because I believe that you, the, the company has over a thousand employees. Am I right? Yes. Uh, give or take. Yeah. So as a, as a, as a, as the, the CEO or the MD of the company, what are your, obviously your, I'm certain your, your day to day has, has changed. So what would you say your, your focus is on um, your day to day? What is at the heart of, of, of how you're running the business every day compared to when you guys have three, do- three stores? Yeah, I, think, I think the focus changes because the focus is, is more on the franchisees and as well as growing the brand. You know? So you want to grow the brand in the, in the consumer's eyes and that's obviously your whole marketing department and, and all of that side of it kicks in. Um, and, and to drive feet into the stores of the franchisees and then to deal with the franchisees' day-to-day problems or, or day-to-day uh, ideas and etc. We are very collective franchise. We're a little bit different maybe to other franchises um, in the sense that we, I think there's a more family feel because a lot of, you remember, a lot of the stores were former employees of ours or, or, and, and they now own their own stores. So there's a relationship that goes there 35 years, 30-odd years, you know, um, so, so we, we have that sort of family, call it orientation in terms of the franchise. I mean, my, my cell phone, other than like when we're in a meeting now that it might be on silent, I mean, anyone can get hold of me 24 seven, um, any franchisee and they don't have to go through five secretaries <laughs> to get through me. They've got my direct yeah. number. And, and, and that is, I think the success of our business. And even when Martin was involved as well, I mean, you know, even on our website, you know, they had his number on the website, you know, direct that consumers could phone. So we're very consumer and franchisee uh, sort of orientated in terms of keeping, obviously, the consumer happy as well as the franchisee as much as possible happy as well. I love what you just said now that uh, both uh, you, you're accessible and uh, Martin uh, was accessible and the, the cell phone number was on the website because you see a lot of companies when they start growing, then it's layers and layers. Then you have to go through a call center and then really? they put you on hold. And when you phone the secretary, what's this about? You have to make an appointment and then you just never get to solve the problem. Correct. No, 100%. Excellent. Gerard, thank you so much for your time. And uh, are there any final advice that you would like to say to a new business owner or a franchise or franchisee? Any uh, last words of wisdom? Yeah, I, you know, I think I think that the, the key is is what are you looking for in terms of um, when you when you buy a franchise? Obviously, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's something that that you need to understand. Uh, yes, it is about money, etc. But I'll give you a valuable lesson that I learned many, many years ago. And um, and I'm going to share with you, I actually met, uh, I'm talking, my daughter was, it must have been about three years old. So it must have been about 27 odd years ago. I had the pleasure of meeting Richard Branson. But by pure fluke, it was just a, 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 a we met on an island in the Seychelles. And I, I sort of knew who he was. He obviously didn't know who I was. But, um, and what I saw from a man who had success, you know, who built a great business and, and whatever, was humility. And he came over to play with my daughter and we started chatting, but I didn't discuss business or anything. We just had a general chat about children and about life. But it was the man's humility 
and the 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 way he portrayed himself that that made a huge huge impression on me you know and 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 for me you know i, I just really believe that um as a franchisee you, you you need to have a couple of things you need to have that passion you need to have humility but you also need to have faith and i think it's key to have that you know and uh and and if you have those those sort of things of 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 humility passion and faith i think that's a recipe for success great girl thank you so much and i wish the business to get taken to the next level and uh listeners if you enjoy the show please don't forget to click subscribe thank you this podcast was brought to you by netbank stay tuned for more on franchising or search netbank franchising for valuable information see money differently netbank